everybody, welcome to episode 78 of the Is That Normal podcast, and today we're going to talk about daughters, and you should be an expert because you've got a few of them. I, I am outnumbered at my house, so even even with a large family, I'm outnumbered. I've got yes. four daughters uh, and a wife, so I've lived with five women every day of my life, and uh, <laughs> and my sons, you know, my one, my oldest son, he's gone all the time, that's yeah. his, but my 13-year-old, he's, it's tough for him, yeah. so, yeah. So, so what's, what is one thing that you, you have had to deal with, like, the, that's a crisis in your house related to having daughters that you never expected? Oh, that I never expected? Yeah, some, oh. something that maybe... There's lots of hap- happened that, you know... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, so there's always a uh, coin toss of who's going to be the last one out, but it's not going to be one of the guys. You know, the, uh, the house we're <laughs> yes. going somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah who's going to spend the most time in the bathroom? Yeah, all of those kind of things. So mm-hmm. unexpected. Um, I would think that an unexpected thing I've had to deal with. Well, I guess I just didn't think about, you know, you know, I, I know watching culture and the way girls treat each other you know sometimes girls can get a little bit like tense with each other and you know maybe we would use the word caddy i don't know if i can even say that or not but um but i guess i just didn't think about it in our household you know i can see tension between boys and girls you know i expected that but then but the tension between the girls and what the what it's over and about Mm -hmm. usually is really really unique and so yeah i just didn't quite expect that because we've got age ranges you know so but you still see like this I don't know if it's exactly jealousy, but just that tension of wanting to be, um, to to be important and valued and loved. Like, but it'll go from like the oldest down to the youngest. Like, it's not yeah. just the ones that are close to each other. You know, there's yeah. a little bit of competition. There's the word yeah. I'm looking for, the competition between the girls. And, and for us, and for us as guys, you know, I, it's definitely easy to see that there's a very significant difference in the way guys handle conflict and the way that girls 100%. do. hundred percent. So, I mean, we talk about this like all the time. Like I said this literally yesterday, I think, or the day before. It's like, you know, us guys, we would have punched each other and then been best friends again already. And like, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. this is just like, you guys don't talk about it and you just let it go on and fester and fester and it covers everything for weeks and weeks until we don't even know what we're fighting about anymore. But, yeah. you know, you don't like each other. <laughs> so, just punch each other. Wait, yeah. no, that's not good advice. Yes. No. <laughs> That's not good that's, advice. That's yeah. not good advice. But but yeah, like you said, for for guys, it tends to be like we explode and then you know move past it. But like, yeah, you guys are gonna play Call of Duty, you know, yeah. and then that's what happens next. So exactly, right. yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. So so you know, as we talk about daughters, and and that's kind of our subject yes. today. What what are some of your the hopes that you have for your daughters? Oh man, you know, obviously, and and this is true for both of my you know set, genders of kids, but. Uh, but my greatest desire for them is to know Jesus and understand how he views them. Because um, for boys and girls, they both have this problem, it's, but it's different. But for girls, it seems like just the, their view of themselves, what the culture tells them about themselves, uh, is just so negative and so unhelpful and so unhealthy. Uh, but if they could understand how Jesus looked at them, you know, I think it could change everything. And so, mm-hmm. so I have such yeah. a desire for them uh, to, to grow into women who, who don't have to wrestle with this self-image uh, undervalued thing that I see happen so often. You know, I, I want them to be loved for who God has made them to be. And so that also leads me to, uh, while they're under my household, to be the best man I can be in their life. Because I want them to see what what a godly man, how yeah. he should treat them and how he should value them and how he should speak to them and model that. Um, because, and we'll talk about this later in the episode, but 
you know, one day I, I expect that some other guy will come and want to take them away. And, mm-hmm. but I want them to see what that guy needs to be like by yeah. me being that guy in their life right now. Yeah, so absolutely. it's terrifying. <laughs> it is. It's tough. There's, there, I feel my heart there's a ton right of now. responsibility in that. It is. So, it is. So with all of those things you talk about, what, mm-hmm. how, how do we navigate that? You know, it's very carefully. Um, because again, you don't, you know, I'm a guy. Yeah, and my wife is very much involved in this, and, and we'll talk about how that works. And you know, uh, really, really, my my wife should probably be telling the, these stories. But um, you know, I've got to be careful to recognize all the nuances of what it is for them to be grown into women mm-hmm. and how I relate to them. And so, so it's, it takes a lot of forethought um, to to do that. And you know, and so that's actually what I want to talk about today because uh, my my wife actually. Um, bought bought a book and read it and shared it with me uh, called Five Conversations That You Must Have With Your Daughter. It's written by a lady named Vicki Courtney. And she's got some great ideas to help us navigate some of those difficult things that we need to make sure we address with our daughters in order to help them grow into the women they need to be and for us to be the kind of parents they need us to be in their life. Well, welcome to the Is That Normal podcast, and, and as we said, we're on episode 78, and mm-hmm. um, we would lo- if you haven't already, we'd love for you to follow us and check out some of our supplemental posts and things that we do, um, and you can do that through our Facebook page. Um, we, we have, you can follow us on um, our website, uh, isthatnormal.org, and um, just, just check out some of the stuff that, you know, you're always posting in between episodes. Uh, we, we've got a lot of good content, and just... just some tidbits and things that maybe either tie back to some of our, you know, tie back to an episode, or maybe we just feel like is is great content or, or things right. that are helpful. So, so be sure and check that out. And uh, so again, we're talking about daughters today, and and how to successfully be parent our daughters and and raise them in a way uh, to help them develop into who God wants them to be. And so, um, you said that you navigate parenting your daughters carefully. So yes. so what do you mean by that? Yeah. So I like this quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He says that life, it's not the destination, it's the journey. And That you should know, be on a t-shirt. It should be. I'm sure it probably is somewhere. So, uh, so but I love that because it reveals the tension, right? Yeah. So that, because again, as parents, a lot of times we think we're trying to make a product, mm-hmm. but that's not exactly true. <laughs> yeah. We're trying to walk through life with people who are complex and diverse and at different stages of spiritual and emotional and physical maturity. And we need to just be there and be through that. But that also means that it's not all nice and neat and tidy, that we don't wake up and plug our algorithm in in the morning and everything works well. Like there's all this give and take that's going on. And so we've got to let our, our children, particularly our young women, you know, learn and live and try things. And and so to do that, you, you know, you have to be ready to have discussions whenever they need to happen mm-hmm. you know be sensitive to that and figure out when you give direction and when you kind of let them wander a little bit you yeah. know when, when do you want to challenge them to reflect on things that have happened or reflect on things that they want their future to be like and then sometimes you just have to pick them up and dust them off and cry and laugh with them <laughs> and so it takes a myriad of things and it's uh there's no there's no formula for that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and you you referenced a book earlier that that your wife had found and that you've read that has 
um, some good suggestions on, on kind of how to navigate that that journey. Yes, yeah. So five conversations that you must have with your daughter, and um, you know, and it's really not what you'd expect. It's not necessarily even really exactly questions you're asking them. It's just five kind of big overarching topics that are all about the foundations of what it means to be human and particularly to be a woman and um, and so so you know so here's some of the five topics here's the five topics that they address in this book is one is don't let culture define you so that's a conversation we need to be and, and all of these conversations are things that we need to be having but in different venues with different angles mm-hmm. at different times and so it needs yeah. to constantly be be a part of our process but don't let culture define you Guard your heart. Uh, know, know that there's so many things that affect your emotions and your inner view of yourself, and, and you've got to guard that. Uh, respect your body and your sexuality. And you know there's a way that you're made, a way that you're designed. Um, and there's also a way that your body responds to things that it's designed to do. And, and you've got to be having those conversations with your daughters, um, maybe particularly more than your, your boys, about all the the effects and the consequences and the, and the places that this is going to take you so that they're ready for some of the things they're going to face in their life uh, also realizing childhood is only for a season that'll be fun part as we talk through this because because uh, the big buzzword for like the last five years has been adulting with young mm-hmm. people and so so there's a there's a fear of yeah. becoming an adult but childhood has to end we have to become adults and mm-hmm. we have to talk about that to get there. And then lastly is knowing uh, that you are who you have been becoming, which is mm. huge. Is thinking about all the consequences of what that means. Like, you know, okay, so, so this is not about who you want to become. It's about who you are already becoming and what that means for your next steps. So, yeah, so, the, so, so those are kind of the five things that she says we need to always be talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's pick, let's pick those apart just a little bit yeah. and maybe talk about some specifics and, and some, some ideas from that. Yeah. So that first conversation, you know, about not letting culture define you, that's about defining beauty. Uh, so Randall, how, how would you like, give me some ideas of how culture right now is defining beauty. Like mm, what, what does that yeah. mean? Um, you know, really, obviously a certain, a certain look and a certain, um, usually an imitation of certain examples of what our culture holds up as beauty, and, and yeah. you have to you have to look a certain way, you have to do a certain thing, you have to you know, and so, um, and all of which are usually very much unattainable. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. So you know, there's a list out of the the highest grossing YouTube channels, you know, every year, and, and when you look at the top ten highest grossing, which all of these people are making not millions, but tens of millions of dollars off of YouTube every year. Uh, those people um, of the top 10, there's usually, um, you know, 40 or 50% of them are makeup tutorials, like, which is crazy. And, and I know my daughters, like they, they're always like, my two oldest ones, they're always like watching mm-hmm. uh, videos and learning new ways to put on makeup. And, 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 and there's this, and that's a, that's a worldview. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a communication about what beauty is as we, yeah. as we absorb what the culture says. This is what you have to do. This is a product you have to buy. This is yeah. a body type you need to be. All of these things about what, what beauty needs to be. Now, I did see something funny this week, though, Randall. So I saw a meme, um, and it had this, uh, this really sturdy-looking woman who was holding some like uh, wild game that she'd caught in her hands and it said, as, uh, as the end of the world nears, uh, survival skills may outpace uh, outer beauty for, you know, the <laughs> characteristics you're looking for in a wife. So, <laughs> so that has changed. You know, yes. the definition of beauty changes based upon what's going on in your culture. Find you a woman that can break the <laughs> neck of and skin an animal. That's right. <laughs> so, so, 
So this may change, you know, as our world changes, but but really, you know, we need to help our our daughters redefine what beauty is based upon what God says, because God's the one who who made us. He created us. He's who's the one who's allowed to set a standard of what beauty is, and so so we need to help them define that. And we got to realize that there are some common things that are going to interrupt that process. There's there's some things that um, whether it be the influence of peers, the influence of media. Um, uh, the 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 just the inner voices that that we have that that we allow to get too loud in our life. Mm-hmm. There, there's going to be things yeah. that interrupt that. We have to help them identify that. So so how is your media consumption affecting yeah. your view of beauty? Mm-hmm. Is that healthy? Uh, what 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 can we do to what voices can we be listening to that are going to give us a healthier view of beauty? Yeah. You know, just talking them through some of those pieces. You know, what what are your friends doing uh, to try to be more beautiful? How's that working out for them? Yeah. You know, what is that attracting? <laughs> Like, so if we try to present this view of beauty, what is that going to attract? Is that the attention yeah. you want? Is it the type of people you want the attention from? Is this the outcome you're looking for? And so you so you have that conversation over time, helping them develop a different view of beauty. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I think one of the things you said was key there in, in that, you know, you're not saying, hey, completely, you know, the, it's impossible to completely cut out all of these no. other influences and voices. But I think the, the key there is the the awareness of this is one side of this is one point of view or this is and and acknowledging how that's affecting us as opposed to you know being completely consumed and believing this is the only way and not recognizing the impact that maybe it has on on our kids yeah so and then the second conversation um which is about the guard your heart part you know this is really about mental health and relationships which is man biggest deal ever. I'm, I'm reading a book right now that uh, we'll, I'm sure, review here sometime in the near future, but it's uh, from Fuller uh, Youth Institute, and they, they've researched what are the biggest questions that teens are asking right now, mm. and by far, the, the very top, most often asked question is, is how do I deal with my anxiety and my mm. depression? You know, mental health is just, we've talked about this before, but it is a huge, huge thing, and, and again, it goes back to voices. What voices are we, are we allowing to control our views and thoughts and beliefs. What am I listening to? Who am I listening to? Uh, what's what's shaping that? And you know, friends are a big part of that process. And one of the things that she points out in the book that I think is really important for us, and particularly moms out there of daughters, to understand is that as our our young girls turn into adolescent women they begin to pull back and particularly pull back from their mother mm-hmm. and they're going to begin looking for uh for for peers to give them more time and attention and affirmation and and, yeah. and that's natural that's normal that's that's a part of our development and that's mm-hmm. healthy but we also have to be there to help navigate that and so so you know we have to have a lot of um good conversations and we have to listen a lot i know at my yeah. house particularly um with my older girls um i often catch my wife, you know, just various times of the day, whether it's that she's wandering in the girls' room and the girls are wandering in the kitchen, and they're just sitting down and they're talking about what's going on with the girls' friends. And they just, you know, and, and my wife just asks a question and then she sits and listens. And then she mm-hmm. asks a question, then she sits and listens. And, um, you know, and through that, you know, you're, you're finding out what's going on in their heart. Um, you've also created a safe space because you're not in there saying, hey, I want to talk to you about how terrible your friends are. Yeah. You, know, you know, you're not, you're not, you're letting them just reflect. Mm-hmm. And as we let them reflect, man, you will just hear all sorts of amazing things. And you'll find out that they're asking questions, you know, yeah. about their friends, about what's healthy, about, 
you know, how to make, uh, you know, their health, their friendship relationships better. You know, they'll talk to you about struggles they're having. And, and then you're able to kind of nudge and help and shape as you do that. But but you gotta got to be willing to, to do that work of sitting yeah. uh, and listening. And, you know, our, our goal should always be to offer a safe place and an umbrella of protection for them. Mm-hmm. And, and we talk about this with our, our kids and, and our daughters a lot is that, you know, we're here to help you. And while you're under our roof, we want to help protect you from things that we know are going to harm you. And so we want this to be a place where you can come and talk to us about what you're dealing with. But I also want you to know that when we offer you advice, it's not because we're trying to control you. It's because we're trying to protect you. And we're going to try to help you set up healthy boundaries, which we're going to be talking about boundaries in in an upcoming episode, Mm, which will be really good to help. And our daughters need to understand some of those things. So, yeah. And then that third conversation, um, which is respecting our body and sexuality, man, this is this is maybe the uncomfortable one for some yeah. of us in here, but it is so necessary. And we actually we did a whole episode uh, several months ago about mm-hmm. how do you talk about sex with your kids, yeah. and so we'll we'll put a link in there, and uh, definitely had a lot of ideas in there. I think it'd be good to go back and revisit. But uh, but one of the things in the book I thought that she did that was really good, and she's kind of got this section where she breaks down age ages you know like birth to this age and this age to this age uh just of like first of all what what your daughters are experiencing and asking typically like what an average girl of that age is asking and and experiencing and and here's some things you should talk about because there's there's an age appropriateness of when to talk about things but we don't want to just which i've i've seen and, and heard people do you know we wait until we think they've already hit puberty we go in and have that do you know how that stuff all works all right good <laughs> and i mean that's and that's that's the sex right. talk right and right. and so we need to be be working on that conversation as they yeah. age appropriately yeah. because the goal is not just to understand the physics of of you know all of that happens with the sexual act but to understand the emotions and the reasons and the outcomes and all of these things and that, that those emotions start early and we need to start helping yeah. uh, shape that. And so, but you know, th- you've got to be sensitive though. Yeah. And so, so, so she gets, does a really good job of kind of pointing some of that, that stuff out there. And, and we've, we've talked about before as we've kind of talked about this subject is that, you know, every kid is a little bit different. And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's some good guidelines there, but, but ultimately not every kid is going to be at the exact same point yeah. at the exact same age or or spot right. and so you know a little bit of that is being able to understand and know you know your child and and where they're at in yeah. that process you know i i definitely uh, know that in every area of conversation with my kids what we want to do is always help them uh, decide and paint the picture of what they want their future to look like mm-hmm. and, and in this sex talk i think that's so important as they get into late middle school and into high school is to have that that discussion of like your sexual choices are going to impact the rest of your life yeah. um, because of, of what this does to your emotions, what this does to your body, the possibilities of what happens in those acts. And so we, we want we want you to paint the picture of the future you want to have and realize that the boundaries that need to be set are to protect you from ruining that future that God wants for you, that yeah. you want for you, and that we want for you, and so so we do a lot of those kind of kind of talks, and so yeah. so if if this one really stresses you, I just want to say, just start somewhere. You've yeah. got to open the conversation. It will be uncomfortable, but you've <laughs> got to do it. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you know the fourth one, like I said, <laughs> man, that's really that's really interesting. So why don't you describe adulting for me? What is what is that? What's that term mean to kids today? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a, it's become a popular hashtag. Um, you know, representing what what maybe a young person 
when they do something they feel like is, you know, represents an adult act, you know, whether that's, right. you know, buying a vehicle or doing something they feel like is right. responsible, an adult thing to do. So, so then, you know, the fun, the fun hashtag. I is, just adulted. I just adulted. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's a verb that describes doing something that, that is associated with becoming right. an adult. Yeah. yeah. And under that is that just that, um, you know, that message of, you know, first of all, I'm afraid of going there. I'm afraid of messing it up and I'm not sure I want to leave childhood yet. And that's pushing later and later. We've talked about mm-hmm. that, you know, that, yeah. that, that 28 is kind of the new 18, you know, and, and, but 30 can't be the new 20. And so, you right. know, so there's all these tensions in that. Um, but what, you know, what we are wanting to always communicate to our daughters is that, you know, there's a point where you're going to launch. Mm-hmm. And what do you need to do to get ready for that? You know, we're here to support you. We're here to help you. But eventually you're going to have to launch. And what do you need to do uh, to get ready for that? And so, you know, so we, we do a lot of, um, talking about our own stories, things that went well, things that didn't go well. We've talked a lot about um, how our goals have changed. You know, when I graduated high school and what I thought life was going to be like and what I know it's like now, vastly different. Yeah. And so, so we've, you know, we've asked our, our um, you know, daughters a lot to consider, you know, um, you're going to probably want to be a wife someday and you're probably going to want to be a mother someday. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's okay to say that those are things yeah. that you want. It's okay for you to imagine what that might have look like, and it's okay for you to make choices now that are going to help support that decision. Because I know that family is so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, family is, in many ways, way more important than what I do for a job all day long. Yeah. Because this, this is you know, family is is what uh, is going to pass on the next generation. Family is what um, you know, we value the most. It's who we want to do life with, and so so to make choices and imagine what it's going to look like to be a part of a family is really good and really healthy. And I'm not sure that daughters and girls in our culture get, get that part of that story very yeah. often. And we as parents really need to, to make that an okay discussion. That doesn't yeah. mean you can't, you know, that we don't want you to go to school and be brilliant and be successful and change the world and all, you know, I mean, sure. great. Those things are great, but, but know that there's a component of this and your decisions on, on what you do next is going to impact all of that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and part of that too, man, like I said, there's this like 28th, the new 18 and, and like everything's getting so murky and so many kids more and more, we, we've just seen this sliding scale of waiting later and later for marriage, uh, waiting later and later for, um, serious relationships. But what happens because of that is, uh, there's usually physical relationships that happen. If we wait too long, um, cohabitation has gotten to be just the norm mm-hmm. and and we've got to talk to them about not only is that something you know that the bible says we shouldn't do which which is important to understand but it's also important to understand why the bible says not to do that yeah. like what are the consequences of that the fact that uh the percentage of people who get divorced after having lived together before marriage is like astronomically larger mm-hmm. you know and why is that well it's because because you didn't start this off with a commitment and a decision and safety and security which is what a woman is looking for and it's and even if even if the guy's committed, she she's gonna have this baggage of well what if like he mm-hmm. he did this with me what if he does this with someone else and and so yeah. so there's all sorts of issues and so we just have to be open to kind of talk through all of that yeah uh, and, with our daughters yeah and, and mm-hmm. it's it's one of the things about our culture is a lot of the things that um, really have significant have significant impacts on the rest of our lives have. In, in a lot of ways, our culture has said these things aren't that important. And, and on right. the flip side of that, things that our culture says 
these are the things that are important are the things that really maybe aren't don't right. have that significance right. we have and we've got everything's mm -hmm. flipped around Priority backwards list. as yeah. far as talking about priorities yeah. and, and what yeah. our culture says you should focus on what's important to, to think about. Yeah, absolutely. So, and then the last one is um, who you have been becoming, which is a fun question to ask, right? So who do you think you have been becoming? Mm -hmm. Not who do you want to be, but who have you been becoming? And so just yeah. ask your, I mean, that might be a great place for everyone to start yeah. this week is just sit down with your daughter and say, who do you think it is that you've been becoming? And let them answer that question and they'll, mm -hmm. they'll wrestle with it and that's okay. Yeah. But that's a good question and you'll, but this journey, whatever, wherever you're at, whatever you've been becoming, it's gonna, it is gonna result in a destination. You're gonna become somebody. You're gonna do something. But, but what is it that you've been becoming? Um, and so, so you know, we challenge our girls to check their path often. We try to help our daughters check their path often. So, so yeah. how are you progressing in your emotional health and your relational health? And how are you treating your sisters? And how are you viewing yourself? And what do you think beauty is like? And what do you think a family needs to look like? And we, we just check those pathway points all the time. Yeah. And just have those conversations. And, um, you know, we, we talk about like what, how do you define beauty? And what, what does it look like to be uh, a woman and all of these things and proverbs chapter 31 has this beautiful list at the end of of it about what a godly woman looks mm -hmm. like and that may be something you just need to sit down with your daughters this week and read through and then evaluate because it says things in there that we maybe don't expect and as you read through that list and you evaluate that you're just asking like you know what would that look like in our culture why do you think that's what God asks a woman to be and, and how are you growing into those things? And mm -hmm. I mean, those are just some really good conversations to help them paint the picture yeah. of where God wants to take them. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a lot, lot we covered a yeah. lot of ground. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so what are, what are maybe a couple of the big takeaways from, from what we've covered today? Yeah. So realize that it's a journey and not a straight or an easy path. That's going to be hard. You're going to have some, some pitfalls. You're going to have some tangents. You're going to have some rabbit trails, you know, just know that it's, it is going to be hard, yeah. but it is worth it. It takes a commitment and it takes courage. Um, and it's going to include some poor choices and missteps and hard hard lessons that, that your daughters are going to learn. Um, but know that but we had that too in our life. And yeah. we can learn from those and we want to be there to help them learn. So, so I just challenge all the parents out there, just do the hard work, have these conversations. Yeah. But then also remember that you have to trust God for the things that you can't control. Yeah. You're not, this, these conversations are not about control. They're not about getting your ideas across. It's about helping them reflect, mm -hmm. and we need to, to do that for them. You know, God loves your daughter way more than you do and, and wants a future for them way better than the future you have imagined for mm -hmm. them. And so we need to daily just put our children into his hands. Yeah, good stuff. Mm -hmm. So our two, two takeaways for today is maybe to either continue or start one of those conversations that we talked about this yeah. week. And then the other is to consider checking out Vicki's book and, yeah. and I know we'll put a link to it and, yeah. and, and digging deep and, and checking out some of those resources that are available. Absolutely. So. Be, Be abnormal. abnormal.